The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Natural Today. Out with toxins, in with your health. Your host is Teresa Jungling. Although not a doctor, Teresa's extensive research enabled her to take control of her health after unexplainable health symptoms began taking a toll on her life. What Teresa has learned and what will be discussed with experts on today's show will undoubtedly help you too. Join us now for an hour that could quite literally change your life. Now, here's Teresa. Hello and welcome to Living Natural Today, out with toxins and with your health, where we come every week to share resources for minimizing toxins in order to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm your host, Teresa Jungley, and I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm someone who is passionate about toxins in our food, environment, personal care products, homes, and more because they've harmed my own health, and I don't want you to have to go down the same road that I did. Well, today I have a couple of guests with me to discuss something that many are unaware of, it's an invisible toxin, which you are actually encountering, you know, maybe as you're on your computer listening or your smartphone, um, it's called EMFs. So today, my, my guests are Carrie Struvel and, and Travis Puckett from Safe Sleeve. Carrie's passion for natural health, engineering, and entrepreneurship led him to co-found Safe Sleeve, a Southern California-based startup that designs, manufactures, and distributes anti-radiation solutions for electronic devices. While he spends most of his time managing his company, Carrie enjoys maintaining an active lifestyle that includes playing a variety of instruments, sports, spending time with friends and family, and learning something new every day. And then we have Travis Puckett. Travis joins the Safe Sleeve team as a director of marketing. As an entrepreneur who has helped start and develop a variety of successful companies and company initiatives throughout his 10-year career, his goal is to help inform the public and prospective clients about the facts surrounding personal electronic radiation. By introducing new customers to Safe Sleeve's anti-radiation laptop and phone cases, he seeks to help make a positive change in the health of customers. On the weekend, you can find Travis in the water, on his bike, or outdoors hiking a new trail. So thank you both for joining me, and I'm excited to discuss this topic with you. Yeah, thanks for having us, Teresa. Great. Well, I believe I was originally introduced to you through social media, and then you contacted me through your blog. So yes, everyone, social media is a great resource, and, and it works, so... Um, I looked at your product and I was excited, you know, when I saw your product and that you had developed something like that, um, as I'm somebody who's personally, um, been impacted by EMFs. So I just, um, I just want to give you and the listeners a quick background. Um, during the past few years, I developed multiple chemical sensitivity and though I'm a ton better today than I once was, I still experience some symptoms from time to time. And one of the symptoms that I do experience, unfortunately, is a sensitivity to EMFs, which really isn't a good thing because I'm on the computer all the time. So um, when I'm on my laptop for a certain amount of time, you know, it's hard to explain, but the area around my throat starts to bother me. And it's not painful, but, um, you know, there's a discomfort and it's sort of gets warm to the touch and then it swells up a little bit too. So before experiencing these symptoms, I didn't even really know what EMFs were. And so I, you know, can have good and bad days in regards to experiencing the symptoms. 
but you know, I personally know how what they can do to someone. And um, in addition to that, I'm, I'm currently going through a, a new protocol with uh, one of my doctors to help um, some autoimmune conditions that I have. And and during the days that I'm on the protocol, one of the things that the doctor has asked me to do is to stay off of EMF or stay away from EMFs. So I try to go completely off the grid as much as possible. So I just want the listeners to know that, you know, all the things we're going to talk about today are real. I'm living proof. Um, EMFs are invisible, but they they certainly can be toxic to our bodies. So again, I'm just, I'm grateful for uh, businesses like like yours and and for you who are trying to provide solutions that will allow us to still be able to use a technology without all of the harmful effects that can come from it. So I want to, with that being said, I just want to jump right into some questions. So um, if each of you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, I know I read through your, your bio, but if there's anything else you would like to add, and I'll start with Carrie. Yeah, so I'm the co-founder and CEO of SageSleeve. Um, actually born in South Africa, raised in San Diego, um, in California, and I graduated from California Polytechnic, uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in California. That was actually just a few years ago. I studied engineering there. Um, I worked in the industry for a little bit after school for a couple years, and I've since been working on Facebook full-time. Great, great. And then Trevor? Hi there. I serve as the director of marketing for SafeSleeve, and I'm from uh, Idaho, graduated University of Idaho, relocated to San Diego, and we live in a great place, and uh, it's a small honor, like many of you guests that you have on, uh, to be able to improve the health and well-being of others with a progressive-minded company uh, like SafeSleeve. Great, great. And um I did want to hear about your roles within the business, and, and each of you have mentioned um, as CEO and then director of marketing. Um, and I do want to—we're going to definitely talk more about your company as as we go throughout the show here. So, um, if we can just start, and before I, I do want to um, hear what made you to develop an interest about EMFs and, and EMR. But if if before we uh, get to that, can you, um, Carrie, please explain what? an EMR is and what an EMF is, and, and if there's a difference between the two, um, that would be great. Yeah, no problem. So EMR stands for electromagnetic radiation, um, and EMF stands for electromagnetic field. For the most part, those two terms are used interchangeably, and they just represent the type of frequencies that are emitted from man-made electronics. Um, and that can cover pretty much everything from extremely low frequencies um, all the way up, you know, those come out of our personal electronics, all the way up to things like x-rays and gamma rays, um, you know, forms of radiation that we know are harmful, uh, we know are harmful to us. And what's really interesting is they're actually on the same spectrum as the lower frequencies that come from your electronic devices. Mm, okay. Now, what made you develop an interest or show a concern over the radiation out there, the EMFs? Well, I first got my laptop, uh, my first laptop, I was about 15, 16 years old, uh, you know, in high school, still living at home. Um, and actually, I was using it on my lap one day, and one of my sister's friends was over, and he told me, you know, his dad's a doctor, and he said, I really shouldn't be using my laptop on my lap. And um, he said it's because there's radiation coming out of it, and also the heat, and that can cause harmful effects, everything from fertility to potentially tumors and things like that. So, you know, at the time being 15, 16, like I kind of brushed it off, like, you know, the invincible mentality, but 
the more I used my laptop on my lap and got a little older, a little wiser, I realized, you know, I couldn't shake that thought. So um, I really started doing some more research and found that everything you said was totally valid. And, you know, if there's, if nothing else, there's definitely reason for concern. And, you know, that was coming from his father who was a doctor. So um, that's really what sparked my interest in EMF and it really just developed over time. Okay, and, and Travis, what made you develop um, a passion about the EMFs and EMR? Sure. Uh, I was working for an internet company, and we'd spent uh, a, majority of, a majority of our time in the field uh, doing research and using our laptops, and we'd never be at a desk. We'd always be sitting down in some comfortable area, uh, whether it was a coffee shop or in a couch or a nice chair, doing our work, and... Um, I met with Carrie and I, you know, I explained the kind of work I did and he said, he started telling me about EMFs and um, the more research I did, I could understand that there were negative health effects and uh, this was something I wanted to be a part of. Okay, great. Um, now, Carrie, you were, we were discussing, you know, you were telling us what EMR and EMF stands for. Now, you had mentioned there are different uh, other types of radiation that might emit from products. So, mm-hmm. um, like the, the ELFs and the RFs and, and things like that. Can you explain what those different types are? Yeah, definitely. So, those all, the different types of radiation um, really fall under EMF. EMF is the more broad categorization of the frequencies emitted from these devices. Um, but within that, you have your different frequencies or your different um, wavelengths of the frequencies. So, it starts at the very bottom with extremely low frequency, which, um, you know, most of our devices, well, actually all of our devices that emit, um, that pull a current are going to emit extremely low frequency ELF. And then uh, any device that's transmitting a signal, like cell phones with their, you know, cell reception, uh, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, those are emitting radio frequencies, which is a little bit higher frequency, um, but it's the same concern as ELF. And that's, that's also known as RF. And all electronics also emit some amount of heat, which is considered a type of radiation as well, and that's known as thermal radiation. Okay. Yeah, thank you for giving those explanations. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about that. I recently just read, and I don't know if I'm sure you've heard of it or have read the book, um, Zapped. Have you heard of that by Anne Louise Gittleman? Yeah, I've, I've read a little bit about it. I haven't actually read the book, though. Okay, and I know that there's another book, and I, I believe on your website you referred to this Dr. Martin Blank with Overpowered, mm-hmm. his book. Yeah, so those are great resources for people to um, find more information about. And, and even just, you know, there was a ton of stuff in, in the Zapped book that I, I recently read. But just to, um, I don't know if you can sort of explain, you know, our our bodies have the electrical currents running through them all the time, right? And so mm-hmm. these, these um, different you know, EMFs and things like that are messing with our system, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Our bodies are electrical systems. So, you know, you're introducing an external force um, that's essentially interfering with the operation of our body. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, I guess there's really an active debate on how much it actually interferes. But, you know, the more you research, the more you realize that there's definitely something there. There is an interaction. I mean, those are things we know. Um, and we're starting to see more of the long-term consequences of that. Right. Okay. Now, as we uh, discuss these, um, the the radiation and things like that. Now, 
what typical household products might e- emit the radiation? Yeah, so like I said before, everything that pulls an electric current, which in our houses today is, you know, just about everything, um, <laughs> at least in every room, you've got something. So, you know, that means your lights, your light switches, um, your microwave, your hair dryer is one of the one of the um, biggest emitters of EMS, um, your washing machine, your dryer, your bedside alarm clock. So all of those things do emit EMF to a certain extent. But what you really have to consider is, you know, A, how much is it really emitting? Um, you know, some are definitely more than others. Even a light dimmer switch emits a lot of EMF, things you wouldn't necessarily expect. Um, and then the other question is that you really have to think about is how close proximity are you to these things on a on a typical basis. So, you know, if you have a dimmer switch, um, chances are you're not hanging out within a few inches of it or even a foot of it for long periods of time. But, you know, your laptop, which obviously in the name is meant to be used on your lap, that's in direct contact with your body, sometimes for hours at a time. Um, your cell phone is on you constantly. It's in your pocket or you're using it on your, you know, up to your head. So a big factor to consider is definitely that proximity. But okay. Advice, yeah, like I said, that emits a, that pulls a current is emitting some sort of EMF. Okay, and in this book, Zap, that I just read, um, she was mm-hmm. making the case that you know, forty years ago, our, our grandparents, you know, they had maybe fifteen electrical appliances throughout their house or, or things, you know, creating the electricity. So. Um, Today, there's like over 150, you know, if, if you calculate everything in every room and every, you know, charger and iPad and iPhone and, and this, that, and the other. So we're just um, being bombarded by all this, what they term electrical pollution, correct? So, um, yeah, and she was saying that it's it's like 100 million times more, you know, we're getting the effects of that more than what our grandparents had. So, so it is um, definitely a topic that is needed for discussion. Um, now... When you have a laptop, where are the EMFs emitting from? Is that because I, that's one thing that I know as I've experienced my own problems with it? I'm always like, is it the actual computer that's doing it? Is it the screen that's doing it to me? Is there is there a certain area on the laptop that emits more um, radiation? Yeah, so we've noticed, you know, when we when we do our testing, we definitely notice the highest levels coming from the bottom of the laptop, and that really has to do with how the internal components are situated, like your hard drive and your processor, those are the big emitters of EMF. And you can even tell if you take a meter to your laptop, um, certain laptops, you can tell where the processor is because you'll see a spike on the meter. Um, other laptops, you'll just see a spike across the entire bottom of the laptop. But yeah, we, we do see levels coming out of the top of the laptop um, and the screen, but much lower than the bottom. Um, that has to do with how the laptops are, like I said, how the components are situated and the type of shielding that's already in there. Um, and then the screens, especially screens nowadays, are much emit much less EMF. Um, but the big thing, like I was saying before, with that proximity, I mean, you also have to consider the fact that the bottom of your laptop is what's on your body. And, you know, if there is some coming out of the top, like your head and your chest and your stomach are at a distance where if you hold a meter where your head would be or your chest would be, you'll see much, much lower levels, even negligible levels for the most part. Okay. Now, is there a difference, like, say, between a, a laptop compared to a desktop or a tablet? 
Do you notice differences between any of those? Yeah, with the desktop, it depends on what kind of screen you're using. Um, most of the newer screens don't emit huge amounts of EMF, um, but the desktop itself, you know, a lot of people will have them under their desk um, right by where their legs are, and those definitely emit high levels of EMF. Uh, if you take a meter up to it, you'll see the meter just spike. So uh, the good, the only good part about those, you know, with desktops is you can put it uh, a little bit further away from you. Uh, whereas a laptop, you know, you're working on the keyboard, it's going on your lap. So desktop, yeah, they do emit a lot of EMF, but it's easier to avoid it. Okay. And then you've mentioned before the, the proximity to, to the product. Is there um, a safe distance that you've noticed that, you know, if you have a laptop on your desk, you don't, you're not having it on your lap, but you're away from it. Is there, is there so many feet you should be away from it or from, I guess, your head from the screen or whatever? Yeah, definitely. We noticed um, there's sort of a threshold because there's something called an exponential rate of decay with EMF. Um, and what that means is pretty much you'll see high levels within a certain range and then it'll cross this threshold and all of a sudden it will drop to, you know, close to zero milligauss, which is the units that is used to measure EMF. Um, and we found that that threshold is about six to eight inches, depending on the device. Um, you know, it depends on what levels are being, how high the levels that are emitted are um, and the type of frequency coming from the device. But for the most part, we've seen that six to eight inch range, um, even up to a foot with some really, really bad laptops. But um, that goes for just about every electronic device we've measured and definitely with laptops and uh, cell phones. Okay. Um, I want to talk about things outside of the home now. Are, are there other things that emit um, the radiation? I know you mentioned cell phone towers and things like that, and I, I had a guest on a couple weeks ago talking about smart meters. Um, mm-hmm. Are there other things that you can think of that are just in our environment that's constantly radiating the radiation? Yeah. Uh, you hear a lot about power lines, you know, when, you, when you're looking to buy a house or moving somewhere. Um, you want to avoid power lines, especially if you have kids. And that's, you know, that's something that's pretty accepted in our society. Um, but people don't make the connection between, you know, that we have small power lines in our house at all times. So power lines, yes, definitely. Um, but again, with the exponential rate of decay, you know, you have to be somewhat close to it to really be feeling effects. Um, when you actually, you know, when you travel um, in an airplane, there are measurable levels of EMF. I mean, you know, they're not extremely high, but definitely uh, measurable just from a lot of the electronics and components going on in the plane. Um, X-rays, you know, when you go to the doctor, that's also a type of EMF, as I said earlier. If your office, and I actually experienced this um, when I was working for a, a medical device company, my office was put right next to a server room, and uh, I brought my meter in one day, and just sitting at my desk, I was seeing levels of uh, much higher levels than I would like to be exposed to for, you know, eight to ten hours a day. So uh, being next to a big server room or a power station in your office, it's something that's very common, but um, also worth worth uh, checking out. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for mentioning that. That brings to mind jobs that I've had in the past, too, and and you know, computer networking and things like that and sitting near the server rooms. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think of that at the time. So, yeah. um, <laughs> and you're, you keep 
you've mentioned uh, ways to measure the amount of EMS. It, what is the best measurement um, tool? Is it, and I probably don't say this right, but is it gauze meter? Is that what you typically use or is there something different that should be used to measure EMFs? Yeah, I think a gauss meter is the best. That's what we use. Um, there's something called a tri-field EMF meter, which will give you a few different measurements of different types of um, electronic radiation. One of the most common to measure um, is it's called AC magnetic fields, and any tri-field meter will be able to pick those up. Um, and it's really cool. You basically just turn the meter on. You put it up to any device in your house, and you'll see the levels, the, um, the gauss levels, you know, go up or down depending on where you are and how, how uh, bad that component is. So, yeah, the Tri-Field EMF meter, I would highly suggest uh, anyone interested in seeing what kind of levels they have around their house because um, it's, you know, it's about $100, very easy to use, and it's even fun to go around the house trying to see, you know, the different components that are <laughs> emitting right. really high levels of radiation that you never would have suspected because you can't see it, so... Right. Yep. The invisible toxin there. Um, now, as we go around testing our house with, with this uh, meter, is there a way to turn off the EMFs or just by unplugging appliances? Or I mean, we can't really turn off Wi-Fi unless we want to just um, go, you know, run through cable hooked into our laptop, correct? Is there ways to turn off a lot of the EMFs that we're exposed to? The only real way to turn off completely is to turn off the device. Um, that being said, you know, there are ways to kind of shield yourself. There are materials and different technologies that can actually shield your body from these components. So, um, you know, in the example of Wi-Fi, if you have a Wi-Fi signal in your house, then technically it is in the air. It, you are being exposed, but... What we found, and you can you can see this with your different measurements, um, you know, if you if you have a Gauss meter, um, is that like I said before, it's really that close range of the source, so that six to eight inches for the most part, that's where you see the highest levels. So even though you can't completely avoid Wi-Fi exposure and exposure from different electronics without turning them off, you can really reduce your exposure by either keeping a distance or getting some sort of shielding material, you know, a product like ours that really acts as a shield between you and your laptop and is going to deflect uh, the radiation away from you. Okay, great. And I do, I'm sorry, were you, Travis? Yeah, and Teresa, although we haven't talked about cell phones, um, they do come with almost every cell phone manual tells consumers to keep the phone at least an inch away from their body at all times. So... Oh, you can also use a wired earpiece when using your cell phone um, to prevent some of that radiation, but that's definitely uh, significant with the amount of duration we may use our cell phones for. Yeah, that's a good tip. And um, yeah, to use it on speakerphone or to keep it away, or like you said, the amount of duration that you're on the phone. So definitely. Yeah. So thank you. And I'm glad Travis brought that up too, because it's interesting that even the manufacturers will tell you to keep you know, up to an inch away from your cell phone in the manual or even in the settings in your phone. Um, but it's so buried in the settings that most people will never read it, you know? So, and we really believe that, you know, it's nice that they have that inch warning, but at the same time, you don't see it in any of their marketing. You don't see it in their commercials. I mean, ask anyone, they've never seen that warning in their manual because who reads their manual? And <laughs> right. so it's kind of interesting. And we really believe, like we said, 
an inch isn't even sufficient, but just the fact that they have that in there makes you realize that even they know something's going on here. Right. Yep, definitely. And just to, just to follow up, there was actually a council meeting last night in Berkeley, California, um, where they're referring to the city manager for the creation for the creation of an ordinance uh, to have the cell phone retailers give customers who purchase a phone factual information, a factual informational handout, um, referring the user to their cell phone manufacturer's disclosures regarding recommended separation distance uh, for the use against the body. So it's definitely an ongoing issue, and hopefully uh, this right-to-know passage uh, in Northern California will, will follow with some more progress. Yeah, that would be great. I know a lot of this comes out of California, it seems like, and then it heads across the, the rest of the country. So, yeah, that, that sounds great. So, But um, we're going to go ahead and take a short break right now. But when we come back, we'll continue to talk to Carrie and Travis about EMFs. Um, be sure to tweet LNT, hashtag LNT Radio if you have a comment or question. So we'll um, be sure to answer your questions at later episodes. So we look forward to talking with you in just a few moments. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that will help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, everyone. I'm Teresa Jungling. Thank you for joining us. I'm back with my guests, Carrie Subal and Travis Puckett of Safe Sleeves. We're going to continue our discussion about EMFs. So let's get right back into it. Um, I do want to touch on now some of the health risks associated with the constant EMF exposure. Um, I know that you um, have quoted Dr. Mercola on your website and even on the package when you when you send out the package. Um, 
Can you mention some of the things that, that EMFs might interfere with with our health? Yeah, no problem. There's a lot of research coming out that suggests that our EMF exposure uh, could lead to everything from migraines to infertility um, and then all the way up to things like cancerous tumors, um, Alzheimer's, and childhood leukemia, some, some really terrible diseases. And, you know, we're just seeing rates increase, and there's definitely a correlation between our exposure and the rates of a lot of those diseases. So we've also heard of a lot of cases that seem to support these theories. Um, there is actually one person who contacted us. He had simultaneous cases of stomach and bladder cancer and unrelated in the sense that, you know, they were contracted separately. The chances of that happening are almost impossible. And what happened was he actually hurt his back. Um, he was still working, but he hurt his back. So he was confined to his couch um, to work on his his couch, and he still used his laptop on his lap for eight hours a day, five days a week, and I believe he was working like that for about a year, two years, and that's when he contracted these cancers with um, no family history, no, uh, you know, he was healthy, he ate well, so he was convinced that it was using his laptop on his lap for that, that long of a period that caused those tumors. Um, it's also known that children are far more susceptible and, you know, they're developing bodies as with, as with just about anything. They're just much more susceptible to radiation and the harmful effects from that. And that's a big part of why um, certain countries in Europe, like Italy, have begun banning cell phone use for children, actually. Thank you for bringing that up because that is an important point. And I do have a lot of um, moms listening in. And I, I see kids, you know, that they give kids their um, tablets or things like that. And, and kids are so smart, they know how to, to use it. But um, I'm like, you don't know what's going to happen down the road because, mm -hmm. you know, I know what I'm experiencing at my age and I didn't have all that as a child. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely. And I know our guest who spoke on smart meters, it, he has a um, he shares a visual as to, you know, the cell phone radiation in a five-year-old's brain and a 10-year-old and an adult. And it's amazing mm -hmm. the amount of radiation yeah, going into a child. So. Yeah, exactly. Just, they, they absorb a lot more of that radiation. Yeah. 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 Travis. Oh, I was just quoting mm -hmm. um, Roxanne Nelson in Medscape Medical News. And she just talks about microwave radiation absorption um, is higher in children uh, because their skulls are thinner. Um, more specifically, uh, microwave radiation uh, of the brain tissue is absorbed about two times more than that of adults, and bone marrow of children absorbs 10 times more microwave radiation than adults. Yeah, and like you said, it, it, they're just not fully formed yet, so it, it absorbs so much more. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, thank you for bringing that out, too. Of course, yeah. A big part of the problem, too, um, you know, there are people like yourself who are electrosensitive who will feel immediate symptoms from EMF exposure, mm -hmm. and that seems to be more and more of the population. But, you know, a lot of children don't feel any effects, and their parents won't notice immediate effects. So, you know, it's kind of hard to try to mitigate their usage when you, you can't see the harm in front of you. You don't see anything happening to their bodies. Um, so it's really important that people like you are educating the population that just because you can't see it, you can't feel it right now, it doesn't mean it's something that should be ignored. 
Definitely. That's a good point. And for parents out there to limit the amount of exposure that, that your child is being exposed to the um, personal devices. Yep, definitely. So um, I know, I believe it's on your website, you had um, cited the International Agency for Research on Cancer, which says that the ELFs are possibly carcinogenic to humans. And I believe there was a study that the World Health Organization did in 2012 talking about radiation from cell phones. So, um, and I, I know you mentioned on, on your website, I believe too, that the FCC, um, or I've read it somewhere, that the FCC, they're you know, resistant to altering safety standards because they, they didn't find some of the evidence is convincing, but um, just like cigarettes, you know, it, it took years for them to do something. So are there any other measures that you know of in place government-wise, um, who's regulating this or, or bringing attention to this? In the U.S., um, as far as gov- government regulations, it really is, you know, the SEC is a big part of that. And we've seen them, you know, they do have regulations on cell phones, for example, for things like SAR, which is uh, your specific absorption rate or how much your body's actually absorbing, uh, how much radiation your body's absorbing from each phone. So, they have their regulations. The real problem is we just don't believe, and so many other people in this industry just believe that those limits are far too low and not strictly enforced enough. Um, and, you know, that the, that the methods that the manufacturers are using to establish their limits aren't necessarily um, indicative of how we use our cell phones. So that's the real issue right now that... Um, that a lot of people are working to get changed, as Travis mentioned with that meeting in Berkeley last night. Um, but yeah, we, we believe there just we, there still needs to be a study, you know, a, a much more extensive, all-encompassing, long-term study um, that can really determine the harm levels and you know what levels are safe and what aren't. And it's it's a good thing that they are taking notice. Um, the FCC, they are taking notice, but ultimately they're not really ready to take the necessary steps to really protect our citizens. So we're hoping that it's getting there, but it's not quite there yet. Right. We are the guinea pigs. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Travis, were you going to say something? Just currently the electromagnetic fields uh, from mobile phones are classified by the WHO, the World Health Organization, as possibly carcinogenic to humans and Mm -hmm. They're also conducting a full formal risk assessment um, of health out- out- outcomes from radio frequency, and they should have that finished by 2016. But, you know, every day it seems like there's more and more research um, indicating the adverse health effects. Right. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, now, I want to uh, get into your company and the products that you provide because I, I want to um, give options for people as to you know, we talk about the toxins of EMFs and things, and, and we want to um, give them options as to what can help them maybe to, to minimize these um, radiation exposures coming from their, their laptops and things. So if you can tell us, um, how long has your, I know you, you were a startup business um, recently, right? I, how long have you been in business? Officially, we came into business just over two years ago. Me and, and my partner, who's the CEO of our company, that's the other co-founder, um, his name's Alay. We started together just about two years ago, um, came up with the idea and, and really started to develop and, and start researching and come out with our product. Um, it was about a year and a half ago that we crowdfunded our first product, which is our laptop case. 
our anti-radiation laptop days. And so that was sort of our soft launch. And then the real launch was when we launched the product initially a few months later um, after a really successful campaign. Um, people really caught on to it. And that was, yeah, like I said, about a year and a half ago. Okay, great. Um, and now you provide the laptop shield for mm-hmm. 13 inch and 15 inch screens, correct, or, or laptops. And then you are yeah. in the works of providing cases for smartphones, correct, or iPhones? Yeah, exactly. We uh, The laptop cases, we have two sizes that fit most laptops, uh, the 13 inch and the 15 inch, as you mentioned. Uh, they come in black and tan, and both of them are, number, first and foremost, they're radiation shielding, so you put your laptop on top of it. And it's going to deflect and divert most of the radiation coming out of your laptop um, back into the laptop or away from your body. And the what's really nice about them as well is they have a mouse pad that folds out that works as a workstation. And when you're not using your laptop, it's just a nice case to tote your laptop around in. Um, and, yeah, as you mentioned, we also just crowdfunded our cell phone cases. Actually, the campaign just ended a couple weeks ago. Um and that also did very well. It was successful. So we're going to be able to place our first order for cell phone cases for uh, the iPhone 5, iPhone 6, and iPhone 6 Plus, which use the same shielding technology that's in our laptop cases. Great. I know I've been telling some people about the, the smartphone cases that are coming out. So I look forward to, to having those come out too. Now, you had said that um, now it, it's deflecting like the ELF and the RF radiation and even the EMFs too. So it, how does it do it? You said it deflects it away from your body going back into the laptop or does it push it out the back end of the laptop or how does that work? Yeah, for the most part, it's deflecting the radiation back into the laptop. It's kind of creating a closed loop um, with, of the radiation. It allows for a path of least resistance for the radiation to go through. Um, And also, yeah, part of it is just deflecting that radiation away. So the way we tested and developed our, technology was um, we used the meter just like we mentioned, uh, you know, a little bit more of an industry-level EMS meter, and we would test a, a, test a device, um, use a shielding material in between the device, and then see if the levels went down. We tested close to 50 to 60 materials before we really got the perfect combination of how it was made, the components it's made with, the thickness. So, um uh, there's a lot of products out there that claim to shield radiation that we didn't see any results with, um, uh, you know, on the meter. Mm-hmm. But eventually we found this material that really dropped levels to almost zero. Yeah, that's that's great. Because what is its standard level of EMF rating for your um, computer? Is it like 100 or and drops yeah. down to like three, if you can get it below three? I know that's what I was reading in that book. Is that is that right or... Yeah, that's about right. We see levels uh, typically between 100 to 150 milligauss coming from a laptop. Um, so that's in the ELF region. And, but I mean, there are laptops that emit even much more. And uh, ideally, yeah, you, you're just looking to reduce your those levels as much as possible at that direct point of contact. Um, so that's exactly what our material accomplishes and, and our uh, products accomplish. And yeah, it drops levels on a laptop. Um, from all of our in-house testing, we've seen reductions of over ninety-five percent as it as it as your lap feels. Okay, 
Great, great. Now, with the smartphone cases, how does that work? It, it, because your smartphone typically is on all the time. I, I, I don't use a smartphone, but I use a cell phone. But I, I turn it off quite a bit mm-hmm. of the time. But so the case will provide if it's sitting out on the counter or something like that on, then it'll keep the radiation levels going back into the phone again. Is that how that will work? Yeah, it's really, if you think about your cell phone, there's really a field of radiation around it, like a sphere. So it's coming out all all directions. And what the shielding material does is it just provides a barrier in that direction of the shielding material. And uh, that shielding material is actually in a flap that covers the front of the phone. So um, if you can picture it, it's, it's easier to probably check it out on our website, which we can mention later. But it's uh, a shield that instead of having the sphere, now you have sort of a half sphere going away from your body. So levels are, you know, radiation still going out of your phone and it's coming in and out, which is necessary if you want to still use your phone, um, but it's shielding it away from your body. So if it's in your pocket, you would put that front flap that's covering the screen facing your body and it's really going to reduce the levels felt by your body. And same thing if you're talking on it, you'd actually close that front flap there's a hole for the ear speaker, so you just talk on your phone as you normally would, and uh, it's, it's going to shield a lot of that radiation away from your head. Oh, okay. So you would, okay, have it on your, um, you would have it closed and you can still use it and talk into it at the same time and everything. It's not just to have it sitting in your pocket or something like that or on a counter. It's You can use the phone at the same time while you have the case. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, you'd actually, you'd open the flap. Um, you could answer a phone call, close it back up, put it up to your ear, and talk just like that. Okay, yeah, that'll be that'll be great. So I look forward to those coming out. Those you said after the first of the year, sometime. Yes, uh, we're looking right now an estimated delivery date. We're still taking pre-orders, um, and we're looking to deliver probably around um, February of 2015. So pretty soon. Great. Do you have, and maybe this is Travis, um, something that you have. Um, testimonials, or can you tell us a brief snippet of somebody who's who's had great experience with the product? Yeah, go ahead, Kerr. Oh, yeah, we've had a ton of positive feedback. Uh, you can check it out on our website. We um, we have a, actually a review section for our products, and those are just a lot of voluntary reviews from our customers. And, you know, everything from they love the construction of our cases, uh, the style, the convenience, but most of all, the common theme, they just love the peace of mind of, you know, knowing that they have a shield under their laptop between their body or, and, um, and we've heard a lot of excitement about the cell phone cases too. One of my favorite stories was actually this lady from Colorado. Uh, she emailed us and she was ecstatic. She bought her cell phone, or sorry, her safe leave for laptop case. Um, and she had a lot of leg pain for a long time and she could never really figure out exactly what it was from and she had been to doctors and they couldn't pinpoint it and apparently she started using her safe sleeve and within a few weeks she noticed a major reduction in her leg pain so she attributed that to her safe sleeve. Definitely and I I know I refer back to this book all the time with Zapt but um, in that book she talks about the EMFs you know creating um, oxidative stress you know with our cells and everything and and she mentions that if you can get away from the EMFs it can um, help people who are in pain that way too. So, so yeah, that's a great testimonial. And, um, 
I do appreciate you. You sent me a sleeve. And so I am going to, I've, I've tried it for a little bit here and I'm going to continue to try it. And then I'm going to write a review on my blog about it. So I'm excited to see um, how it works for me since I, you know, have those sensitivities and everything. So, um, so far so good. And I'll just, I want to use it a, a few more days and, and then I will write a review on it. So um, can you give us the website, your website where people can go to place an order? Yeah, it's safesleevecases.com. Um, safe sleeve as in like a shirt sleeve and then cases.com. Um, we're also, like you were saying, we're really active on social media. You can find us on Facebook at safe sleeve and um, our Twitter handle is at safe sleeve. And you can always email us. You can find a contact um, email through our website or just email us direct at contact at safesleevecases.com. Great, great. Well, um, we've come to the end of our, our segment here and um, it's time for us to take another short break. But I want to I just want to thank both you and uh, Travis for, for joining me today. And I've enjoyed speaking with you. And I um, like I said, I'm grateful for for businesses like yours who are are um, trying to get a solution for these harmful uh, toxins coming out of our technology devices that, you know, we need to use, but um, you're helping us with that. So so thank you very much. And um, everyone, don't go away, though, because coming up, we're going to talk about some current events after the break. You're listening to Living Natural Today, Out With Toxins, In With Your Health on Voice America. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home, or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that'll help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back as we continue at Living Natural Today, out with toxins and with your health. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling. Today we've been talking about EMS, but now I want to get into some current events that are going on. 
And as I always mention every week, be sure to follow me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Google Plus as I constantly share articles and resources to try to keep you abreast of what's going on regarding toxins and our health. Um, you can find links to my social media accounts by going to my website at livingnaturaltoday.com. Um, first off, I do want to mention, you know, I've been mentioning during the past few weeks that um, Oregon voted on an initiative during the recent election, which could require mandatory labeling of, of GMOs in their state. Um, at last report, it was still too close to call. I know that the team there, they've been going through challenged ballots, and they had until yesterday to finish that, and it's very close. Unfortunately, I haven't heard the outcome yet. Um, when I do hear, I will post it on Facebook um, and let everybody know what, what's going on that way, but I, I assume we will hear that pretty soon here. So also in regards to, to GMOs, there was another vote, and um, that was, you may remember me mentioning that Maui County in Hawaii voted on one of the strongest anti-GMO bills ever, a complete moratorium on the cultivation of, of GM, GMO crops until studies conclusively proven they were safe. Well, you know, that passed, but now Monsanto and Dow Chemical are filing a lawsuit. And they filed the lawsuit in federal court in Honolulu, asking a judge to immediately prevent the law from taking effect and to invalidate the measure. You know, I, I'm sorry, but this is just disgusting to me. Um, why do we vote in the first place? You know, the majority has spoken, and now you want one judge to, to throw it all out. Um, Monsanto says this local referendum interferes with and conflicts with long-established state and federal laws that support both the safety and lawful cultivation of GMO plants. And... Of course, the judge that has been assigned to um, this, he earlier, he had a different case in, in Kauai County, and he declared, and it was a GMO case, he had declared it invalid. So, I don't know, I just, I get frustrated by these things, of course, and, and that one judge can overrule what has been voted on. So, I, I guess, um, you know, stay tuned for that. You know, within this article, Hawaii, they state, Hawaii's warm weather allows them to plant multiple crop cycles each year. Um, speeding up their their seed research and development process, and you know that's just what we need to happen, right? So the world's uh, biggest corn seed developers all have operations in the islands to take advantage of the climate. And the lawsuit notes the lawsuit notes a significant percentage of the corn seed planted in the U.S. have originated from Monsanto's facilities in the county. So, like I said, stay, stay tuned, and I'll I'll stay on top of that and see what goes on with that lawsuit. Um, speaking of GMOs and their safety. Um, there's going to be the world's largest study on GMO and pesticide safety called Factor GMO that will answer whether GMO food and associated pesticides like glyphosate Roundup are safe for human health. So I'm glad to hear that this is, this is happening. Um, it's a $25 million study that will investigate the health effects of a GMO crop that has been in our food and animal feed supplies for many years. Factor GMO has not and will not accept funds from the industry that manufactures GM crops and their associated pesticides. So that's a good thing, too. Um, factor GMO's preparatory phase started in early 2014. The full experiment will begin in 2015 and will last about two to three years, with interim results being published at regular intervals during that time. The study will test an herbicide-tolerant GM maize and realistic levels of the glyphosate herbicide it's engineered to be grown with on a total of over 6,000 rats. The study will take place at undisclosed locations in Western Europe and Russia. The exact locations of the study must be kept confidential for security reasons, as Factor GMO wants to avoid any outside interference that could compromise the day-to-day -day running of the experiments and their final results. 
lab animals, these rats, will be fed the GM food and pesticides according to a protocol whose scale, rigor, and range of measurements will meet and exceed current international standards for testing the toxicity of GM foods, pesticides, and other chemicals. Now, three arms, the toxicity, the carcinogenicity, and multi-generational arms of the experiment will enable vital questions to be answered, like, is the GM food or the associated pesticide toxic to organ systems over the long term? Does the GM food or its pesticide uh, cause cancer? Does the GM food or its associated pesticides reduce fertility or cause birth defects? Is the mixture of chemicals present in Roundup herbicide more or less than its active ingredient, glyphosate? The scientists involved in factor GMO come from a neutral background and that they have no connection to the biotech industry or the anti-GMO movement. So I am excited that... um, we're going to be able to to get maybe some more research on GMOs, which is is desperately needed. So I want to make you aware also, and I, I did mention this last week, but there are, um, I always encourage you to listen to some of these online summits that are going on. And, and there's two fabulous ones um, going on recently that go hand in hand. It's the autoimmune summit and the digestion sessions. And the digestion sessions are still being aired for free this week. Um, today, though, is the final day for the autoimmune summit to listen in for free, but but if you miss it, there's still an opportunity to purchase access to it, and it's it's very reasonable. Um, I've listened to many summits, and the information is so beneficial. So I, I do strongly encourage you, and even doctors, to listen to this cutting edge information, and and they're definitely worth your time. Um, the summits are are interviews with typically around 30 top experts in the area of health, and so just a little bit about um, the autoimmune summit is hosted by Dr. Amy Myers. And during the summit, you learn how to prevent reverse autoimmune disease at the world's first free online summit, all about autoimmunity. Nearly 40 experts in the field of functional medicine, nutrition, and autoimmune disease will explain how leaky gut, genetics, and environmental triggers such as toxins, food sensitivities, infections, and stress all play a part in the development of autoimmune disease. And some of the speakers during the summit include Dr. Mark Hyman, Jeffrey Smith of the Institute for Responsible Technology, the gluten expert, Dr. Tom O'Brien, and she has many more, too. Um, the second summit I want to make you aware of is the digestion sessions. It's online for free until November 23rd, and it'll improve the health of your family and, and future generations. Um, in the summit, they'll reveal how you can eliminate your digestive problems by finding the root cause, treating undiagnosed infections, identifying the best diet for you, and healing your gut naturally. You know, so much of regarding our health is tied into our gut. So you need to get a handle on it in order to help other areas in your body. So for more information on how to register for either of these summits, please go to my website at Living Natural Today. And I recently wrote an article about um, each of the summits. And I also have a summit button on the right side of my homepage, or you'll see summits listed under the resources menu um, in the main menu. So be sure to take advantage of this great information being provided by experts and doctors who understand today's health challenges. Um, I do want to make you aware of another thing that's happening. Um, The FDA could move closer to um, stopping further research on supplements, and they could turn supplements into drugs. So um, this is a little alarming, and and you'll want to do some research on it. So I've shared this article on my social media accounts within the past few days, but it's, um, you know, the FDA is is trying to... um, it's sort of complicated, but this article comes from the Alliance of Natural Health, 
And they, they're trying to get the story out now because the FDA has just opened a, a public comment period. So it's vital to flood the agency and especially Congress with messages. So if you go to my social media accounts, um, you will see on there a way to comment on this particular um, issue. So we're coming up to the end of our program today, and I, I do thank you for listening in. I would like to, again, thank our guests today, Carrie Subel and Travis Puckett of Safe Sleeve. Uh, they can be found at safesleevecases.com. And I'd also like to, to invite you to visit my website at livingnaturaltoday.com and download your free resource guide about minimizing toxins. So I hope you'll join me again next week as we discuss toxins and how to minimize them. Until then, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. See you next week. Thank you for joining Teresa Jungling for this week's edition of Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Please tune in again next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.